You're listening to a podcast from Jubilee Church, Farnham. To find out more, visit www.jubilee.church. Hi, thanks for joining me for this little second mini message. The end of that first one, I left you with two questions. Am I growing more easily discouraged these days and am I growing more easily irritated these days? They came from a book called Me by John Allberg, and in it he says, at the core of a flourishing soul are the love of God and the peace of God. And if peace is growing in me, I'm less easily discouraged. And if love is growing in me, I'm less easily irritated. He felt it was a brilliant tool, if you like, to assess the health of a soul. So I wonder how you got on with those questions. It might have been hard. It may have been fruitful, though, just to be reflective a little bit on those. If you remember, we are looking at this verse, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do, from Ephesians 2. And I'm sure that we've all felt discouraged and irritated in these last few months. But how does the love and peace of God grow deep in our soul? That's what I want to look at over these next few weeks. When people become Christian, often they're moved by a vision of Jesus, they're they're overwhelmed by the hope and the beauty of his promise and they say yes and they go for it and they start on their Christian walk and for a time there's like a, a spiritual honeymoon period if you like they're filled with the love of God and they're drawn to the Bible and they want to tell other people about their faith and they love to worship and uh, and some things change there's maybe coarse language gets cleaned up or maybe certain habits uh, get overcome but for some over time that sense of progress stalls instead of love and peace and joy I find myself yelling at the kids I love or I worry too much about money or my work or I grow jealous or I use deception to get out of trouble or I or get what I want I pass judgment on people easily or casually or arrogantly my prayer life is up and down it goes a little bit haywire God's plan is for you to become the very best version of you. But for some, maybe there are two versions of you, if you like. There's the you God made you to be, and there is the you that currently exists in reality. And a big question is what we do with that gap. And the danger is we think we have to close that gap through our own effort. So some people think they can manage the gap, if you like, if they just try harder. They can close the gap between the me God made them to be and the me that currently exists by just working harder. They think they're just not heroic enough on their spiritual effort. Decide they're gonna read another book or listen to another talk or learn some more spiritual disciplines or serve more or work harder or try and be nicer to the people in my life. And they hear of somebody who gets up at four in the morning to pray and they feel guilty because they think they don't pray enough. So resolve to do that too, even though they're not a morning person. So four in the morning, they get up dazed and confused and groggy and grumpy and no one wants to be around them at that time in the morning. Even Jesus doesn't want to be around them at that time of the morning. But they think, well, this is exhausting and miserable and hard work. It must be doing me good must be God's will for me, must be spiritual. And they can keep it going for several days or even weeks or even months, but not forever. Eventually it'll stop and you feel guilty. And after guilt, you start 
doing something else and you get into this circle of trying harder, getting worn out, quitting, feeling guilty, and it's just not a good cycle to be in. Sometimes we, rather than just working harder, we try and manage the gap by pretending. We learn to fake it, basically. We speak as if we'd have deeper spiritual experiences than we really do. As though our sin bothers us more than it really does. We pray as though our voice is throbbing with emotion when really we've had to generate it ourselves. For some, they start doing spiritual musical chairs, always searching for a different church or tradition or spirituality that's got the sort of magic key. Some people flip from one spiritual experience to another, continually redirecting their lives and falling away eventually, hoping to recapture the emotions they felt when they first met God. And yet other people just quietly, secretly give up. They still hope they'll go to heaven when they die, but between now and then they have been disappointed too often to expect change anymore. They have got used to languishing. I found this chart in Altberg's book that I really found helpful at, at the beginning uh, and uh, want to share it with you now. At the, at the beginning of our lives with God, we're, we're aware of a gap between God and us, separated with the fact that we're separated from God because of our sin. It's often a, a chart that we'll see as a gap between God and us caused by our sin. It takes the grace of God and Jesus to bridge that gap between us. We come to understand that that bridge, that, to bridge that gap by our own efforts or our own uh, uh, behaviour is, is, is not good enough. We we, 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 we cannot earn God's love and forgiveness. We have to accept it as a gift. It's the idea of grace that we often talk about. It's God's unmerited favor for us. We talk about it a lot. You can't earn God's love or forgiveness. You can't do anything to make him love us more and we can't do anything to make him love us less. He just loves us by the grace of God. Perhaps though, there's another gap. Once we've become a Christian, there's a gap between the me I am right now and the me I'm meant to be. The current me and the sanctified me, if you like. But here's the problem. It's tempting to think that it's our job to bridge that gap between, on, by our own effort. But in a sense, we, we can't. That, that gap too can only be bridged by the grace of God, just like this chart. See, God's plan is not, for, is not just for us to be saved by grace. It's also for us to live by grace. God's plan is for my daily life to be given, guided, guarded, and energized by the grace of God. For we're his handiwork. And this year, as we emerge well, it's not about trying harder or pretending to be spiritual. It's about recognizing that we are his handiwork. He transforms us into his image. He that began a good work in us will carry it on to completion. He, our heavenly father, wants us to work with him to become the best version that we can be so we can emerge well. So why not just take a moment to reflect on your life right now? Is there, if you're really honest, a gap between the, the current you 
and God's best version for you. Have you engaged in gap management? Religiously trying to work harder or just pretending? If so, there's a moment to come to our Saviour Jesus. Because like he did on earth, he says in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, if you read John 7. I think there's a moment now where God is wanting to come by his grace and engage with us. So why don't you spend a moment coming before God and saying, I don't want to have to do all the work here to bridge that gap between the me I want to be and the me I am now. But I want to come and receive from you. And so come and fill me afresh by your spirit. Come and do the work in my soul to make me the, be, me, the best me that I can be. That's your reflection for the next little while. See you in the next time.